Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Believe and Listen Talk Radio from New York with Carla Blaha, Evidential Medium. Weekly conversations on all things spiritual and metaphysical, discussions, callers, and readings. Cultivate your personal connection to spirit and the universe. Learn that the impossible is actually possible. Welcome. This is Carla Blaha, Evidential Medium, your host at Believe and Listen here at Blog Talk Radio. Today's podcast is about past life regression, past life healing, and how past lives affect our current life and how we can fix that. I'm very happy today to say that Cindy Sandra Bloom is joining us, who is an expert in past life regression and a few other things, and she will be sharing her experiences and how she has helped people, how she can help people. Hi, Cindy. Hi, Carla. Thanks for having me. Oh, my pleasure. If you give me a moment, I'm just going to give a little bit of a bragging rights and bio for you, and feel free to add in anything you'd like. Um, Cindy also Cindy also goes by the name Sandra, so you can find her at Sandra or Cindy Bloom. She's a past life regressionist. She holds a master's degree in education. She was a teacher. She is certified in hypnotherapy. She is on several boards, including Western Connecticut State University for Holistic Medicine. She facilitates the Katona Study Group here in Westchester County, New York, and she has helped thousands of clients both privately and in workshops. She has been in practice for 31 years. She has been on Fox National News. She's been on radio, newspapers, magazines. Cindy's been out and about for three decades. She is the author of Footsteps Through the Sands of Time, and she's currently working on a book about the Bible stories and past life regression, which is fascinating. Maybe she'll share some of that with us later. And she has another book in check ready to go out into press. So I'm going to share something which I've only told Cindy once on what brought me to past life regression and why it's so fascinating to me and why I really wanted to have her on the show. And also she's regressed me for at least five times. In 1992, I was watching TV, and back then we had the remotes that had wires attached to them, and I was clicking through the channels, and I was stopped and led in my head to go back to the channel before, and I did that, and it had two men with suits on it, and it was an interview, and I was looking for a movie or something far lighter than two gentlemen in suits, so I kept going, and I kept being, my fingers were really just brought back to that channel. Finally, I got the hint because I was always um, spiritual, metaphysical, and believed in signs. And my grandmother and my mother were really gifted in their sixth sense. Some used it, some didn't. But I was aware that I was supposed to stop. So I kind of looked up in the sky and I was like, all right, I guess you're supposed to, I'm supposed to see what this is. And it said, Dr. Brian Weiss. And I immediately thought I was looking at medical doctors and had no interest at the moment to watch any doctor being interviewed because I wanted a movie. And I left the channel again, and then I heard go back. So I went back, and again, Dr. Brian Weiss, author, many lives, many masters. And I proceeded to watch this show and became fascinated that Dr. Brian Weiss is a psychiatrist, and he had really brought past life regression therapy out into the open, which I had not heard of. I had heard of past lives, knew nothing about them. But I was so taken back by what he said 
And it resonated so completely with me that this was something real that I bought his book the next day at Barnes and Noble and read it in 48 hours. Went back out 48 hours later and bought six copies, gave them and then mailed them at the post office, hard copies, to friends. This really opened me up to beginning my journey into where I am today. I studied, I read book after book, though I knew past life regression was only something I would participate in as a client. Uh, it opened the door for me. So years later, I met Cindy at a group session and she regressed me. And, you know, the rest is, is history, as they say. And here Cindy is today, who's going to share with us how she got involved in past life regression, her experiences, and the healings that she has seen come forth. So, Cindy, why don't you start us with, you know, people thinking, really, what is past life regression? What do you do? Well, it's a great question, and I'm so delighted that so many people have been opening up to this. And thank you, Brian Wise, for making this field credible, even though I've been doing this a little longer than he. But it's it's wonderful that people are starting to use this the way it needs to be used, uh, which is a therapy. It's a psychological and physiological healing modality, and it heals many ailments and issues on the mind, body, and soul levels. Uh, we come into this life usually carrying cellular memories from our past lives that can manifest into what I call emotional energetic blockages, which causes illness, fears, phobias, anxiety, depression, addictions, weight issues, feelings of unworthiness, and relationships with karma that needs to be cleared or completed. So what I do is under hypnosis, I take my client back to the root of any of these issues to help them release the energetic emotional blockages that they brought forward. And in understanding where they came from and why, Bringing forth these memories from the subconscious to the conscious mind allows the illness or issues to heal and resolve. And the body will also feel lighter when this energy is released. Energy is very heavy. So uh, it, I love it because I'm a why person and it answers all those questions of why. And making this connection from the past life to this life, this information is then integrated and taken forward into the future so the body can heal or the mind or the soul, and it never comes back. I do Reiki too, by the way, and, and I love Reiki, and it does do a healing and helps our chakras and rebalances us. But when you go out, um, whatever caused the imbalance will hit us again, and we become unbalanced once again, where this work actually pulls out the energy instead of putting it in, and it never comes back. And that understanding is always there of why, and it helps us understand who we are because of who we've been. So that's pretty much what it is, um, and it's, uh, again, an incredible tool that the universe has given us today. Well, the beauty of it is mm -hmm. you saying it doesn't come back because when it's really no. healed through past life therapy, it doesn't come back in this lifetime or another, correct? That's correct. We clear it actually. Right. It's in our DNA and we clear the DNA and we all we're told these memories and we also clear it on the Akashic records or book of life. So we don't have so, to keep going through it. 
Thank goodness for that. I mean, I think we all yes. can relate to we'd like to get rid of some stuff and not have to do it again in this lifetime or the next. That's what, right. What brought you to past? I mean, it wasn't a, it wasn't table conversation, past life regression 31 years ago. It wasn't, right? It wasn't around, out no, in the open like all. it is now. What, how did it come to you or how did it find you or you find it? Well, I don't believe in coincidences, and I do mm-hmm. believe that we life script before we come here. So um, when uh, my son was four years old, we were watching TV also, and uh, Shirley MacLaine's movie, Out on a Limb, came up, and he had fallen asleep in my lap. And I watched that movie, and it was just someone reached out and grabbed me and said, you have to do this work. Um, my background, as you said, is in special ed and counseling, my master's, and I have now made, I teach this also, and it is a special education, and I do counseling, of course, with it. But it just sucked me in so, you know, it was like that knowing, I, this is what I'm here for, this is my purpose. And I went down and got my certification in Ericksonian hypnotherapy and brief psychotherapy and came up and started working on anyone who would let me, my friends and family. And it just sucked me in so because you get to see how deep and quick the healings are. Um, It just amazes me. I said to this day, it's actually 33 years now I'm doing this, but in the 33 years, I'm never surprised, but I'm always amazed because of the depth and speed of this healing. It's just incredible. There's not a day I don't go that doesn't go by that I don't feel as passionate as I did the first day about this work. I I completely understand that. That's exactly how it is in mediumship. You know, last night I did a group and what I brought through amazed me so much that I I kind of even stepped back from the group and had to talk about it and, you know, wasn't bringing through spirit. And I thought, I love my job. I'm doing something that every day, even though it's the same thing, it's completely different and still amazes me. And it makes me feel passionate and recharged every day. So I I get that totally. And I I think we're both very lucky to have that. Um, Do you, could you share, go, go back to one of, I'm wondering, one of your earliest experiences when you regressed someone, when it wasn't so comfortable to you on what you, one of the things that stands out 30 some odd years ago that was kind of like, wow, that wow moment for the first time? Sure. Um, I had actually a young, well, there were actually five, my first five were probably my most difficult in these 33 years. And it was the universe saying, if you could do these, you can do anything. And I was terrified because it was still so new. And one of them I I remember very clearly was a young woman uh, whose mother actually called me and said, my daughter is dying of anorexia. Um, We've tried everything. She's been to therapists. She's been to nutritionists. She's been hospitalized. And you're our last hope. Well, of course, being that I just started, it, it just terrified me that what if I failed her. And But I said I would work with her for sure. So I like to get their language, and I asked her, you know, what was going on, and she said that she just, she was a beautiful young 19-year-old girl who had dropped out of college. She said she couldn't 
stand when people would focus on her. It was all about focusing on her and that she wanted to disappear were her words. And I listened for red flags and words that, you know, helped me understand better. And those were very clear ones for her. And she said even when she if the teacher focused on her, she'd want to just disappear. And if the even if she went out to eat, if the waiter focused on her, she'd want to dis, just dis, disappear. So I thought, okay, well, let's use those words versus the um, anorexia. And I said, let's go back to the root of your fears of people focusing on you. And it took her back to a lifetime in the 1930s where her father was a big movie producer or director. And he'd always ask her as a child to perform for everybody. Oh, show them how you tap dance. Show them how you sing. Show them, you know, all these things. And she hated that. And as she got older, her father wanted her to get into the business, and she didn't want to. He sent her off to boarding school, and um, when she came back, she finally decided why not. And she went to acting school where she met her husband there, and uh, they got married. And when she came into the past life regression, she was coming down a staircase and, and with the most beautiful look on her face is. Uh, revealing to me that she looks beautiful in this gorgeous gown and that all these people are there to celebrate her. And if if there was such a thing in the 1930s as, like, best supporting actress or what have you, I think that was her party for her. And as she came down the stairs, she just felt so good about who she was and what she accomplished. But apparently she and her husband always argued about it because he wasn't successful. And at that very party, they went out on the balcony and got into a fight, and he slapped her. She fell off the balcony to her death, and there it was, mm. that if people focus on me, I will die. So she was trying to not be visible to people so they didn't focus on her so she wouldn't die when, in fact, she was causing her death by trying to disappear. So as soon as we did that, um, she channeled that the light had come in and told her she needed to go down to, uh, or she needed to go back to school and become a teacher and take the focus off of her and put it on the children she would teach. And I told her at the end that she, to to remember who her soul was, that she has the same soul as she did then, who felt so beautiful and glamorous and wonderful about people seeing who she was and all that she accomplished, that she could take that energy with her. And her mother called me a couple weeks later to tell me she had gone back to college and she was going to study to be a teacher and that she thinks she's on her way to healing. So that just blew my mind that, you know, here, this is in the very beginning, one of my first five clients that was dying of something, Mm -hmm. and I could help her that quickly with just one regression. It just was amazing to me. And um, so obvious, you know, of the connection there and what was happening. And we, we discussed that afterwards, too, so that she could take all that in her conscious mind, you know, as she would go forward and integrate it. So that was wow, one that's that fascinating. Was very I, I call that baptism by fire, right? I mean, it's one of your beginning yes. sessions. The girl's actually yes. dying. You know, someone didn't come yes. and say, I have a fear of, uh, you know, heights. <laughs> they came right. in and, you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I, I love that. Exactly. that. That's just how the universe works. And yep. 
maybe you could just, I have so many questions. I'm holding a question. I need sure. to write this one down. But maybe sure. you could just let the people know a little bit what a session looks like because I know that there's still a misconception today on what hypnosis is and the levels of hypnosis because we've got this vision of people getting up on stage barking like a dog or flapping their arms like a chicken and there's different types and depths of hypnosis so maybe you could describe so people don't have a fear of what past life regression is sure Um, well first of all the hypnosis that I use is a light trance because if we went into a deep trance Uh, you could feel the pain of the physical death, and we don't need to feel pain with this. There are many different levels and types of hypnosis, and this is really just a progressive relaxation so that your conscious mind and subconscious mind are available to us so we can access the memories. We actually go under hypnosis every day. We just don't call it that uh, when we're driving in our car from point A to B, and we get there, and it's like, oh, my God, how did I get here? You know, We're in trance. When we're watching TV and we're so focused on the movie and everything and everyone blurs out around us, we're in trance. You know, someone's talking to us and we're thinking about what we have to go shopping later, what have you. You know, we're in trance. All that hypnosis means really is focusing on something, which they would be on my voice guiding them. And so everything else kind of blurs out. They're always in control. They can open their eyes anytime. And sometimes the downside is they feel like they're not under hypnosis because they think they are going to be in a totally altered state and walk like a chicken, but that doesn't happen, you know. They're just in a very nice light trance, and those memories are very accessible. We can have a past life memory driving in a car or in our dreams or during the course of the day if if we are in trance. So they're very accessible. They're easy, very easy to get to, and it's just used to bring to access the memory bank and our subconscious to say, let's go back to the root of whatever that issue or illness or malady is. And then the subconscious knows where that is and it'll look for that memory and bring it up. And that's all it is. It's a memory. Can't hurt anybody. Um, And if you're not supposed to go there, that's the other wonderful thing. Your subconscious protects you. You won't go. But I have very few people who haven't been able to go or don't go. But it's it's a very gentle and very relaxing state. That's all. I found it um, very relaxing. The first time you regressed me was, I don't know, I'm thinking at least seven years ago, and it was in a group of mm-hmm. maybe ten. And then I subsequently went to you privately, and most recently it was in a lot, much larger group. And one of the mm-hmm. things I found fascinating was and I, you know those that meditate might find this too or visualize, but in the regression with you, you know, forty-five minutes went by and it felt like ten. There was yeah, really that's how no. You know you're right Yes, exactly. And I was aware of everything that was going on, but I was so relaxed that, quite frankly, I didn't want to move or get up or do anything other than be in the now. And as I, I've shared with you before. When I regressed with you, mostly we didn't go back by my choice, specific event or time or issue, which I think I will definitely do next time. Um, Mm -hmm. That might take many sessions with many uh, lists of things I'd like to change or get rid of. But I found, you know, often people say, oh, I did it, but I felt like I was making it up or I felt like my subconscious made that up. And it's actually kind of like mediumship because if I didn't have – clients validating what their spirit people were telling me 
I would feel the same way. But when someone can tell me, yes, that's my grandfather's name, yes, he died of this, and yes, that happened, then I know. In this particular case with past life regression, each lifetime that I regressed, I died alone. One lifetime I had one son with me and I was in a mental institute and he was not standing near me. I did not feel great love from him. But five lifetimes, Carla was alone. I had been married in some, some I had not. I had had alcohol problems in some, some I was well known, some I was not well known. It was interesting, but the theme was Carla dying alone all the time. I thought, gee, if I were making this up, that would not be what I would have chosen, you know, to do. And I just knew that sure. that wasn't a coincidence. That five times, sure. different different years, different lives. That I wasn't I wasn't making that up. And I was already somebody who was, well, you know, versed as a layman in this. So my brief thinking of I'm making this up left pretty quickly um, after sure. that. And in my readings, I often people and this is going to parlay into the the question I want to ask you earlier, I may pick up that people, certain past lifetimes, and I never go into it because it's not my forte. I actually send them to you. I'll say that's not my, for me, I need to prove through validation. I have my things. You're welcome. I'll send them to you. But I will pick up, they're having the same pattern with their mother or their father or their sibling because this is carrying on from lifetime to lifetime. And I'm sure you must have seen thousands of people heal relationships within the family or marital relationships or friends through regression, yes? Yes, absolutely. We we usually travel with the same soul groups, um, people in our family, people on our periphery, friends, um, and we change roles with them from lifetime to lifetime as we can also change our own gender. But we travel with them because every lifetime we create karma. Karma can be a good thing. It's not always a bad thing. Sometimes we may have lost someone early on and we come back with them because we want to have more time with them. So karma can be a good thing too. But we we do um, travel with them, you know, for different reasons. So when people want to have had a hardship with a relationship, we could, we can go back to that relationship to understand what brought them into this life together to walk through this kind of relationship together and when they go back and they get to see what it is um, it just sheds so much light on it where they can actually go into forgiveness here because many times if somebody abandoned us in this lifetime for instance we may have abandoned them in another lifetime so it's just karmic balance or mm-hmm. if we choose, I always ask my clients when I do a history before we start the relationship with their parents because that, for me, will help me understand their lesson here. Um, if they say their parents were emotionally unavailable, um, almost always I know then that they're going into a lesson of self-love because we start with that core and we almost have to thank those who were our parents, even if they were horrible to us, because Mm -hmm. they're our greatest teachers, too, to help us understand what we don't want to become. and um, Or we can also, with our free will, perpetuate, you know, what they they were like. Um, We hope we learn that lesson. But also, if we came here, that means we're carrying feelings of unworthiness 
and choosing people like that. And that will show up as a pattern in our life where energy attracts like energy. We'll keep attracting people to us to make us feel unworthy until we actually can learn how to truly self-love. And that's probably one of our hardest lessons here to do. But at least it helps us understand why we had to go through this. Was it because we were feeling unworthy and we need to speak our voice to them now? Was it, you know, because we just left feeling guilty that we couldn't save a child, so we felt unworthy, we didn't deserve to live here, and, you know, choosing people or patterns in our life to help us to get back to that place of self-love. It's not easy, these lessons. And I always say when I get the spirit side, I'm going to talk to them about that (laughs) to make them a little easier for us to get, but um, they're not easy, these lessons. But um, relationships, we, we do have karma with most people we're with. That you know, we either we want to clear or complete. And and you know, even if it's someone we barely know, because I think we all can relate yes. to possibly going to an event or a party or wherever, and we either immediately like somebody and we have no idea yes. why, or connect to them, or we don't, and there's no That's good right. reason. This this actually happened to me uh, several months ago and I I've been feeling guilty about it ever since, but it has to be past life. I, I went into a dinner at a friend's house with maybe five or six people. And there was legitimately a woman there that I, I couldn't bear to hear her voice. And I felt so terrible, but all I wanted to do was run and leave the house. So I being me knew I was up against a past life thing. And then in the middle of this dinner, Someone actually said something to her about me very casually and benign, and she turned to me with glaring like dislike and actually verbally attacked me. And so much so that the person who had said something was like, what would make you say that? That wasn't even what I was talking about. And I thought, oh, she sees it too. And mm, I just kept my mouth shut. And we joke all the time, My the one who threw the party, I said, well, you know, I have to figure that past life thing out with her before I can go to your house again. <laughs> it was just very funny, but I was at least aware of that. Um, I am That's cognizant right. of time, and I know you have a client sure. coming to your house. So yes, I know I I'm, going to have, I'm going to release you from your interview right a couple minutes shy, but I, I do want to say a couple sure. of things. Thank you. Thank you for joining me, and thank you for the great work that you do, and that I know that um, you and I will be doing an event on the 27th of November in Briarcliff Manor. We're going to talk about healing through past lives and mediumship, and people can reach you at your website, which is Sandra, S-A-U, SandraCindyBloom.com, and she works Mm -hmm. out of the New York metropolitan area. So if there's anything else you'd like to add before you go, go right ahead. But a big thank you to you, Cindy. Thank you, Carla, and thank you for the work that you do. Um, there is one thing I would like to just also add. Um, Western Connecticut State University in Danbury, Connecticut, is um, hosting me at an event um, that they're having, and the proceeds go to their holistic um, department so they can develop Uh, holistic medicine, which includes all of this uh, mediumship, you know, past life work, shamanic work, um, Reiki, crystals, you know, everything. And if you are a believer and a supporter of all that, uh, please, you know, check into it. It's, uh, again, November 5th. It's a Monday night, I believe, 730. And um, 
I'll be happy to greet all of you. There's also a book signing after, so uh, please feel free to come. And thank you again so much, Carla. I appreciate it. My client is here. (laughs) Well, okay. You're welcome. Have a great session. Thanks, Cindy. Bye-bye. Thanks, Carla. Bye-bye. So that was Cindy Bloom. Very exciting. I've had very much looking forward to my list sessions with my newest sessions with her because clearly I have a few things I have to work out, as we all do. So a couple of things. Um, Firstly, if you haven't tried past life regression, it's nothing to be afraid of. It's actually amazing, but please check out and get very good uh, references for who you choose. Um, My website is CarlaBlaha.com. I work out of the New York metropolitan area, but work all over, do phone readings and fly all over and drive all over for groups, fundraisers, etc. My book is Get Your Vibe Back. It's on Amazon Kindle. My Facebook page is Carla Blaha, Believe and Listen. And I, and I spend my life devoted to helping you heal through bringing your spirit people through with evidence and validations, letting you know they don't die. They just are a thought away, a feeling away. And for those of you that hold baggage for your dead loved ones, know that they're fine and they are around you and all you have to do is ask for some signs. You don't actually need to meet them. You can just do it yourself. But just ask for a few signs today. See what happens. You'll get them. They might not come in exactly the way you expect them to come, but your signs will come from your dead loved ones. So again, I'm Carla Blaha. Thank you for joining me today. And have a great life in this lifetime and the next lifetimes. Thank you for listening to Believe and Listen with Carla Blaha. You can find Carla at CarlaBlaha.com. To increase your personal sixth sense, Carla's book, Get Our Vibe Back, is available on Amazon Kindle. Tune in next week for more things metaphysical.